Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 226. Yeah, it's a number. It's a number, and it's a. this is a regular intro, because it's not going to get lost. There's not. It's not possible. Can you predict that future? I'm going to save everything I can to make sure that it doesn't get lost, to, and I have... It's on the same track. We're all good. It's not. It's not gonna be me recording it by myself. I haven't even listened. I, have, I hope you're not disappointing me. I haven't listened to those. <laughs> now I have to. You have like three because there's the half the one where I just do like two minutes worth of material. That's what you call it. <laughs> material. When's when are you? Where are you doing time at next? Yeah, what's your next my full, set? My full hour's coming out. Oh, your full hour. Well, you got a Netflix special. You've been toiling away. I got a Netflix special coming out. Uh, but uh, this podcast you cannot find on Netflix, but you can find it everywhere you get podcasts. Because this is a B movie breakdown weekly podcast. We find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past, present, of the good, the bad, the what, the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. You can listen to this, like I said, everywhere you get podcasts. You can listen to our wrestling podcast everywhere you get podcasts. Nick has another podcast, which he will tell you about. You can find that everywhere you get podcasts. You can follow this podcast on social media at B-Movie Breakdown, uh, Reversal at Reverse This. Email us uh, suggestions for the podcast, or um, if you have a movie that you made and you want us to watch it, email us bmepodcast at gmail.com. Just be aware... If it sucks, you will know. If it sucks, you will know. We do not hold back. We are honest with our feelings. Just because we get to know you and talk to you does not mean that we will kiss your ass. Sorry. It happens. I'm not sorry because we're not going to kiss your ass and you're probably no, going to be sad. Crying in a corner. What? And bleeding from the wrists. Whoa, whoa, what? Why is that happening? When they listen to our review. I mean, I just want to... And it's to, not good. If it's good, they'll I just want. That. I just want to do a disclaimer. And if I don't if I don't get what you're doing, I would hope you would email me and tell me so I can understand you. Yes. The emails, further emails would be excellent. Uh, but Nick, you have another podcast that you're yeah. on. You can listen to Weird and Feared wherever you get podcasts. Is that Do you Weird and Feared over I, there? I mean... It's got lots of names. One uh, one episode I forgot until I was editing it and I listened. Uh, when we were closing out, Zach goes, I'm weird, that's feared. And I laughed because that's not our names. <laughs> <laughs> that's your new names, though. Yeah. Weird and feared. That's no, Nick feared. Zach weird and Nick feared. Nick, Zach weird and Nick feared. Yeah. Nice, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I just said that now. He yeah. doesn't know about that. He didn't co-sign that. Oh. So I can't speak. I don't want to speak for out of turn. Should trademark those names. I don't want to speak out of turn. Don't speak out of turn. But if you want to listen to spooky uh, or supernatural or bizarre things, you should listen to Weird and Feared. If you're going to do it, I recommend starting with the Santa Claus episode because then we actually, that's when we started planning things out. Found your groove. Santa might be Odin. Just saying. Might happen. Could he could be Odin? And you got some other stuff you're working on too. I mean, just follow me on the Instagram at Scarrell Stories. I post a bunch of things. If you wanna get in touch with me, you can slide in my DMs over there. Do it. Slide in the DMs. You could also even go to Scarrell.com and read comics I've done. Ooh. And email me at contact at Scatterville if you want me to do anything for you. Crazy. If you want, yeah. Crazy to think about. You can go to a website. I know, right? And look at cool things. Who does that? It's not beamed straight into your brain yet. Not yet. It will be one day. Scatterville Beam. I don't know, man. It'll be Scatterville.beam. That'll be the address you have to go to. As long as it looks like the soul beam in this episode. It will. It looks just like the soul beam. Because this week on the podcast, we watched the canon film directed by Toby Hooper known as Life Force. You know what? I just realized it makes sense that it's called that because it kind of drained my life force a little bit toward the end. <laughs> toward the end, it did drain my life force. All right. Anyways. Hopefully our our discussion does not drain your life force. It's the best of the worst.
how are you doing this this lovely <laughs> night? How am I doing? Yeah, it's a good I, uh, it's a good question. I don't know how I'm doing because we just watched Life Force. I'm doing actually pretty good. Cause I've just kinda let it soak in. I've let it wash over my body. It's like a cool movie. Oh, it's cool and you should watch it, but just when when it ends the you'll just I don't even know what sound you'll make. Well, I made the sound. What sound to make? Oh, okay. Huh. Oh. <laughs> Mine was more like a what? Oh, that alien spaceship's just gonna fly off into oh yep. Alright. Do they have souls on it? I don't know. Go watch Life Force. Go watch <laughs> Well, it's you know, Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime yeah, so video. You're already paying ten bucks. You had two hours to see some cool shit and to see some boobs. Man, if you like, never mind. I'm not gonna finish that. If sentence. you like boobs, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. Nah, this is gonna be vulgar <laughs> for no reason. Uh, I can tell you that this is like, you know, we haven't had one in a while, but like the most whip your tits out move moment movie. It would have been shocking. It was more shocking when she put him away. <laughs> Put your tits in. <laughs> Great. That's the thing I said. <laughs> Put your tits in. P-Y-T-I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen a movie where a, an a, a character is naked for so much of it. I mean, there's no way you could broadcast this anywhere. How can you edit it down? Like, like, just to show? Like, we watched the trailer. They had to blur parts of it out just to show who one of the main characters was. Yeah, just to show, yeah, just to show pieces of the trailer, of the movie. Like, it's... Yeah, I don't think... I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, and I can't pinpoint a single movie where they're just like, man, we just really want to show this chick naked. I don't even think... What was the audition process there? What kind of tits do you got? Well, they they know that what they did was they had a a money to willingness to be naked ratio, and they and they found somebody who was willing to go to to do that. And right, then that's a theme with a lot of these canon films, nudity. Yeah, but, and I mean, but I mean, I don't even want to sound like a prude. I'm just like she's naked all the time. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But I mean, this movie wasn't just made for me to watch alone in my bedroom. <laughs> like I don't know. Because it just accepts it, and you just go with it, and it's fine. But at what point... I mean, it's just because you can get away with it, so why not? Was this movie even rated? Yeah, it was rated R, and it's interesting because, you know, there's a director's cut of the movie, which was two hours and eight minutes long, while the movie was cut down to an hour and 56 minutes, and the cuts mostly being uh, scenes set on the spaceship Churchill. The original unedited European version contains more violent and erotic footage, which TriStar Pictures cut from the domestic U.S. version. Well, it sounds like it would have added a lot to the story if they kept it in there. The I the violence and eroticism, mm-hmm. I think, is That's... already out of control in this movie to begin with. Wow! Is this? Did you come over on the Mayflower, you Puritan? <laughs> I just mean like the levels of it are like no Corey. All those like, all those plot problems we thought were weird would have been explained if there was more vulgarity and nudity on <laughs> Churchill. No, the vulgarity and, and violence and nudity wasn't in on Churchill. Those were just different scenes in a European version. They were just different. Well, I they were it they took were place on, on the Churchill. Some of the cutscenes. Well, that's the what you other, said. Right. The other cutscenes were just more scenes of violence and eroticism. And uh, the woman who was, like, the main character... Yeah. If you want to call it, main vampire, we'll say. Yeah, she Main was space vampire. Space vampire. Space girl, is it her, her credit? Space girl. You couldn't name... You couldn't name the actual character? Like, come on, Dan. Dan O'Banion. The guy wrote Alien and he wrote Return of the Living Dead. Two of my favorite movies. Yeah. And then he teamed up with a great director for this one. Or anyways, she only spends seven minutes on screen. Total. Total? Edited all together? Yes. Her amount of screen name is seven minutes. But the whole movie revolves around what she's doing. 
Which, yeah, I mean, they had to... And she didn't, this woman didn't, she didn't speak any English when she auditioned for this film. Holy shit. What did she speak? She had to learn her lines phonetically. Where is she from? I don't know. Well, that's important if she's not speaking English. She learned how to speak English during the six months she spent in England on this movie. So... She, said she spent six months for seven minutes of screen time. She's from France. All right. Wow. I mean... That may or may not explain why she was casting a role where all she had to do was be naked. Like, how many... Now, who the fuck was in her room just looking at naked girls all day? And I'll give them credit. They, uh, you know, they, they went, like, full bush on her. All right. I'm not contributing to this conversation. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm not. No. <laughs> no. I just mean they showed everything. I just, I mean, it's just vulgar talk. <laughs> the movie's vulgar. The movie just the has... The movie had a naked woman walking around the whole time. Naked women and you're aren't just vulgar. That, uh, you're going to upset. That I said that they showed her full, like, she was like, it wasn't just boobs. They showed everything. It's not like that term, all right? <laughs> it's crude. It's crass. Sorry. What would you rather me use? Yeah, you don't know which which other vulgar term you'd like me to use for to be funny and silly. Oh, I do. I do, and that's a problem. Cooch. No, that's gross. That's vulgar, too. I don't like that one either. <laughs> I'm just not going to say it. I don't want to have that. I'm not going to say that. Gonna, Fine. I'm not going to say the word I'm thinking. Fine. It's pubic hair, man. Right. So I'm not going to make up any slang term for pubic hair. Fine, they show pubes and all. Pubes. Get to see her pubes. Alright, just stop Remember saying in the it. beginning, though, when you first, when they first see the bodies, like the yeah. astronauts, and like they're like, it's a girl. They specifically, specifically say girl, even though she's definitely like a grown woman. It's a weird thing, like, just those guys are saying. I guess, like, I guess she could be like 17. I don't really know. But then the one guy's like, he said something like real creepy, like he did. Oh, like ah, oh, I've been on the spaceship for six months. Right. Yeah. And they I'm talked fucking... about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What did he say? Didn't you write that down? No, I didn't write it down. I, I didn't take a lot of notes because the movie just. Then my notes stopped when the astronaut landed back on Earth. That's when the movie stopped making sense. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I mean, you're on board to where it's going. You know, it's like. I honestly, what I expected when they, when they, when I, you know, heard space vampires and when they get to that ship, I thought the movie was mainly going to take place on the alien ship. I mean, you, th well, I mean, I thought, or on their ship, and it was going to be a space movie. Because it was easy to sell me last week on it being a space vampire movie because, I mean, isn't it amazing you can say it is, but it's not? Like, it is about space vampires, but it's not, though. Right, they're not like your typical vampires. Even though, while one character does say that they are your typical vampires... That's where the legend dates back from. They're vampires of old. Were these creatures. A lot of exposition. These were the first vampires. And that's fine, too. We, we, we've, we as humans, have just written books and things about what we th perceive as vampires... But little do we know that, you know... Well, we don't know anything. Because look how many rules there were to these vampires. This is a world, wild world of discovery. <laughs> this movie was... They were constantly creating new rule. It was like there was somebody who was writing this on the fly. Like, it may mean as if they filmed it in order. But had they filmed... Say they filmed this movie in order, the way the movie went. Like, somebody was just writing this shit on the fly. Oh, wait, now they can do this. Oh, wait, now this is a role. Wait, Which, this is now how, now how you kill them. Well, yeah, so what if we film the brainstorming session? And then that's like, we had all these ideas. Cool, let's use them all. Yeah, literally oh. used all, every idea. Oh, well, you can't kill them like this. You got to do it like this. Well, you know, when it's just like the explanation was just getting like out of control. Always. I do stand by. It's kind of like if Michael Bay made a vampire movie. I stand by it that. It really is. Because, I mean, it fits, it's, 
Just imagine any Transformers, like the worst of the Transformers movies. And I can sit back and have fun with those. Dude, I'm looking at the lists of people that were considered for some of the roles in this movie. Dude, it's out of control. They throw money around. We've talked about this all the time. Not the people, but look at the list. What? For like all these, for one role, we're all considered for this one character. All these people. Who is Sir Percy Hellasine? <laughs> I watched the movie. Who's that character? Like the character that, look at the character that Patrick Stewart played. Look at all the people that were considered for this move, for this role. How many people did they audition for this movie? I don't know, man. Did you got to get to the Space Girl part yet? That's insane, dude. Oh, there was like they they interviewed thousands of women for that role. It's uh, that's what it says on here. Yeah, that's like sounds like somebody's rich excuse to see a bunch of girls naked. Yeah, the two guys who produced this movie, Golan and Globus. Yeah, the two Israeli filmmakers. And they and they probably specified make sure she doesn't speak a lick of English. Awesome. <laughs> cool guys. And for her to only spend seven minutes of on the screen. It's wild, man. It's a wild time. It is wild. It's a wild experience. And you know, when they first bring the vampires... We'll call them vampires. They're vampires. I'm not going to call them space people. They're vampires. Right. That's fine. When they bring the vampires back at first, and you know, she she when she first wakes up and like sucks that guy's life force. Awesome. It was awesome. And it the way is. he looked. Yep. And then you thought, like, oh, he just looks that way, and whatever. There's just a dummy that's sitting there. He's dead. And then when he's on the table and he comes to life as that dummy, like, creature, like, person, like, sucked out. It looked looked so cool. It was like, oh, yes, I'm so on board for this puppetry and all this stuff. Well, it's also a good example of, like, showing you a development as opposed to just telling you and guessing. Like, oh, this happens after a while. I get to see it. Okay. After two hours of having your energy drained, you have the option to come back to life if you can drain someone else's energy. And then you, but then you have to continue it every two hours. Right, because then you're stuck in a cycle. Which, that's fine. Okay, that's, that's a thing. Fine. If not, you explode into dust. Fine. And vampires have often exploded into dust in popular films and television shows. shows. So that's fine. Okay. Still on board oh, did here. Did you notice though the first guy when he didn't get the two hours, he didn't like explode into dust. He was just kind of like, uh, and then they peeled that piece off of him. After that, everybody else was like, boom, boom. Well, let's think just about like... the people who exploded. One guy ran into basically the the cage they made for him. The same guy, the guy because yeah. they caged him off after. Then the one woman was hooked up to all these machines and was like overloading him. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what's going on? But I can accept everybody explodes a little bit. That's even a little murkier, but I can accept everybody's just a little different. It's a weird process. Right. Oh, yeah. I can, right. I can totally accept it, too. Yeah, until there's full-on zombies running in the streets after we've hooked up a soul-draining pyre, which is inside of a cathedral where the naked woman is. And she can jump <sighs> bodies... Or she was basically like projecting her mind. Yes. But they present it to you as she's jumping bodies when she's really just channeling her. Right. At she's first, possessing yeah, people. Yeah. At first you're like, oh, now she's this redheaded chick. And then, oh, now she's Patrick Stewart. Well, at first I was like, oh, because now we don't want to show this one girl naked all the time. So we're going to have excuses for this character to exist in different forms. I thought it was going to be excuses to show more women naked. Well, I mean, I know what you were <laughs> hoping for. Well, yeah, I was all ready for that. Because you're just like, how many naked women can I see in this film? Well, yeah, I have my lotion and my box of tissues ready. Hmm. That's what that was, huh? I thought you just had an itch, man. <laughs> oh, I had an itch, all right. Hmm. An itch, an itch on some inches. That's, that's the joke you chose to say? You're an idiot. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. For some inches. <laughs> this is what we're doing here. Your own inches? I don't... What is happening? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, when when they first mentioned like her jumping bodies, it, I thought that was kind of interesting, and it was like, oh, this kind of makes sense. So like, either she can't be found out, and that it's just not always the same girl, and you know, and so forth. But then it's just like, oh, she's just temporarily in these bodies. But what was the point of her ever being in that redheaded girl's body? Well, basically, tell me what the point of that was. Like to, to I mean, have I can him, I can make of it a reason to, to have him explain that whole whole arc of that redheaded woman doing that thing. Literally, we didn't see her act or do anything really. It was a, a whole scene uh, in her act in silence hit uh, with a narration yes. of what that he's telling them that he's well, seeing. Well, because and then they go and interrogate her. She's sexually assaulted, and we never see her ever again. No, she's discarded. Well, the point was to show there was a connection between Carlson and the space vampire. So they decide to hypnotize this traumatized man to get him... Because he has a crazy sex stream with with her first. And that was a very, you know, as borderline softcore kind of as they could go. Right. So he's you can tell there's some weird connection here. Okay, that's fine. She's a space creature. Cool. It is what it is. And then, just the, so then once, but they, because they're videotaping, they're watching this man as he sleeps. They see him freak out. Imagine if you freaked out from a bad dream and immediately somebody was there like, oh, hey, you're right. And you're just dripping. Tell us about your dream. Dripping in sweat. Tell us about your dream. I don't remember. Let's hypnotize you. And the one, there was one guy that said, maybe we shouldn't do that. There was a lot of those. Yeah, he was important for that scene. Yeah. The one guy who was not like that was like that main doctor guy who always knew everything all of a sudden. I mean, he's a maniac. <laughs> he's got ancient space swords. Oh, yeah. He was dealing with his own demons. He had a whole thing. There's just a lot going on. It just explodes. The movie literally ex- explodes it's into just... It, once he comes back from space, like the, that he's second, a survivor of the Churchill. That second act, that whole swerve, like the whole... Like, that's when we just decide, like, we've had... You've had enough of the space vampire plot, right? Let's deal with my fucking fantasy novel. Yeah, when, like, she escaped, I thought we were going to see her just, like, going around, you know... Almost like that mummy movie we watched with um, Tom Cruise. Right, which I, I think about that one every once in a while. <laughs> so do I. I still do. Like, huh. That wasn't that was a different thing. Like you should, maybe you should have called it something else entirely, and it had to be its own thing. But that could have been like that. This could have been like that. You know, she's out. Then they have to go get her, and she's causing destruction. Well, that would be a, that and, would be a linear movie. <laughs> and you have these guys that are trying to stop her, and even you have the other the other vampires, and they wake up, you know, and they're like her like minion types, and you're trying to and the, he, they're helping her and. You know, you gotta stop, and they die first, obviously, and then she's like the ultimate one, and then at the end, you know, there's like the in this. I'm talking about a hypothetical version. Yes, the movie, the, re- the movie you're making up. In the real version, there's like this giant demon thing at the end, but like she could have, you know what I mean? Like that could have been her big reveal. Nope the it, big the big climax is just having sex standing up with a soul beacon going into space, into your umbrella. Twisted H.R. Geiger-esque umbrella ship. Like, it was vague, but it was not as cool as Geiger. No, it, it got was close like, inside the ship. It got close. It got close. Real close. Yeah. And then it was just... Which is weird, because there was that connection there with Dan O'Brien. Right, oh, it's there. And you know it was... Inte- and they, they went on an alien spaceship and found something. Yeah, I mean, that's alien. He's used to it. That's alien. He writes the same movie. He's like, well, what if... Well, basically, it's like, what if this happened instead? Got I remember it. him on the Alien like quadrilogy set. There's like an, in, like the whole like making of the first movie. How'd that go? There's an interview with him, uh-huh. and he's talking about, you know, he wrote the movie, and then he when they made it, he thought they were like gonna ruin it, and he was real disgruntled about it. And then like when the night the movie premiered, he was walking the streets drunk and being just like. They fucked it all up. Did he, he, he didn't see it, though? No, and then he walked past the theater, and there was, like, a line down the street to see the movie. And he and he's was like, just like... He's like, oh, I wrote that. <laughs> yeah. I just remember he was real, like, crotchety so, about it. Of course he was. About the whole situation. But, um... Yeah, like we were saying, like, the movie just... It gets so out of control after that 
second half of the movie. Well, once they go on this wild hunt, then Patrick Stewart is involved, and he's like the headmaster of this insane asylum. Yeah. And then you find out he's possessed by the... But what's the point of even with him? I mean, there's no... Literally... Tell me the point of having that character exist other than for him to be possessed. No, the whole... There's a whole part of the movie. Basically, she's like throwing her... She's basically throwing them off the course so so she, she can set up shop. So you literally have an entire part of the movie that is just a distraction. Right. That's all it is. It's purposefully a distraction. You're watching a distraction. Can I get back to the movie I was watching? Right. And then by the time you get back, you realize, oh, London's filled with zombies. (laughs) And the zombie part doesn't make sense because they were talking like as if those were the vampires. Well, in the beginning, you realize people became vampires. They became right. vampires. Right. But these were not like that. These no, were zombies. They were eating people. They were eating people. They weren't sucking life forces from anybody. No. Though there were life force beams going all over the place, sucking the life force out of people. Well, because the, the other guy was an energy beam harvesting souls from zombies. That's what he was doing. Yeah. And then he becomes a guy. Then he becomes a bat demon. Then our essay, then um, Kane decides to use the, the space sword to stab him. Because the scientists realize that if you stab them right below the heart or whatever, you'll kill them. He killed one of these things off screen. Yeah, when when that guy showed up in his office, I was like, oh, he's dead. And like him not showing up again for a long time. Right. M- in most movies, that would you would you would find his body in a little while and like, no, oh, he died. Instead, you realize he her- he heroically won, but then somehow got possessed and became a creature. Yeah. Or he did no, become one. No, no, maybe no, because we the only the the real vampires were energy beings. The energy being jumped into his body. That's what was ripped out of him. Yeah. So he escaped. So he was never the doctor did die. He yeah. faked the vampire faked his own death and jumped bodies. That's what happened. Essentially. That's what happened. Yeah, and then the Patrick Stewart part, he just Amon's he's possessed. He's laying there in the helicopter with the other guy, and then all of a sudden, blood just comes out of their mouth and face to and that, that become other... the woman, a blood version of the woman, and then disappear. And then that's the end of Patrick Stewart. Well, also keep in mind, she wants to set up shop, but at some point, once shop is set up, she's like, "Come find me." Like I'm ready now. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? And that guy who died, who's got his neck snapped. In the insane asylum was like an important character. I thought he thought. <laughs> Fuck him. He had some good reactions too. His neck snapped. I think he's dead. Great. And then you would think that like their goal would be like world domination, right? Well, I mean, go on. You go on. Like you would think that that's what they're setting up shop for to start their base of operations. Well, I mean, I just thought they were gonna harvest the earth. Right, that's what I mean. But like, just... Just London. Suck all the souls out and you're dead. But no, but it's not, though. It's just London. Because they're thwarted. Who knows what else they're going to do to Earth? You don't know? You really, then, you really don't know. And then we don't even get to see any sort of aftermath. The aftermath... We fly off into space and... Is in, is in three hours when... We get Night of the Living Dead... Looming nuclear threat on a city ravaged by zombies? What are we doing here? We're throwing all of our movies together. He literally combined his two movies, Return of the Living Dead and Alien. He did. He absolutely did. And the middle is weird because that was a creative part. He's like, how do I get this movie into this one? I know. She's going to jump bodies. What do I know best? Demon possession. This movie's going to be about demon possession, too. What do I know best? Oh, I know aliens and zombies. It's both of those things. The looming nuclear threat, that's exactly the same I mean, movie. though it was based on a novel. The Living Dead? No, this movie was based on a novel. Okay, what is it? Let me read it. It's called Space, Space Vampires. All right, sum it up for me. Read the synopsis. <laughs> Let me, I gotta look it up. Well, this isn't live. You can take a second. We can cut it out. Oh, we can? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. If you want to know how it differs. The movie differs in many respects from the novel. It is set in the modern day using the 1986 flyby of Haley's Comet as a plot element 
and the character Carlson is much weaker and more obsessive with a more obsessive relationship to the female vampire. The character character of Colonel Kane of the SAS is given a much more prominent place and the stories of vampirism is much more of the traditional vampire legends in its detail, most specifically in how the vampires can be killed and in the process by which vampire victims become vampires themselves, a much deadlier, more prolific contagion in the film. So I don't know, the book, I guess, is quite different. That still sounds Probably. pretty similar, man. It still sounds pretty similar. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. What time period is the book set in? Well, when did it come out? 1976. It doesn't say. I can't But find it said it. it was set in the modern times. No, the movie was. Right, but when did Haley Comet... I think they said the Comet flew by in 86? Yeah, that's when the movie was taking place. Right. But the book doesn't take place. It doesn't have... doesn't have anything to do with the Comet? It doesn't have anything to do with... Haley's comment. But a comment? A comment. No, they're just in an asteroid belt. In the book. Well, what a cool addition. Well, anyways. The, uh... Yeah, just, uh... Yeah, it's, it's a weird movie, because how many movies do you see that just, like, explode like this in the last second half? Most canon films. Yeah, but sometimes they have, like, substance. Like, all the Death Wish ones. They do. Like, even though, obviously, like, Death Wish 3 is, like, the most absurd out of all of them. It's my favorite, I've decided. Yeah, it's, it is the best one. But it gets crazy. But it kind of starts off and kind of just goes that way. It's like it was the other two movies were like building to that. Right, it's the it's the peak. This one is just like we're just like going to be real crazy in the second half of the movie and we're just not going to stop and it's just going to be pure chaos to where you can't almost can't follow what's going on and to the point where the end happens almost so quickly that you're just like what? Well, I always like when a movie just kind of like, you know, dusts its hands off. To the rest to the story, like we've like we've we've gotten to this like story over. Why is the story over? There's forty minutes left. Story over. Oh. Oh yep. Story. What am I what am later. I watching now? Later. Oh, okay. Zombies. When did when was that a thing? I should be ecstatic to see zombies. You have to set up the zombies. You just don't throw them at me. But in a way, I kind of in a way, it's charming. Yeah. I mean, not in a good way, but in a charming way. Some things that are charming are not good. Like Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. He's very charming. It's unfortunate. He is. You're like, fuck, this guy, like, this guy'd be fun to, he's like, he's a fun guy to talk to. But then he's like, hey, close down beaches. Hey, shut down the bridge. Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Because <laughs> every, I mean, because he was doing his fucking book tour like all those guys. The point of this is that he would talk to people. Like the talk show host, like a like a, a Trevor Noah and Colbert, would be ready to argue with him, but by the end they're like jokey, having fun, like because he sucks oh, yeah. him in. He's he a funny just, guy. He's just on Colbert, right? Yes, he was. He's a fun, charming guy, but he's not good for you. Very bad for you. Very bad. Um, it's funny because like, you know, we're talking about Dan O'Banion and things he wrote. Like, I forgot he also did Total Recall. Shit, that's a fucking great movie. And then he did Invaders from Mars, which is funny because Invaders from Mars is a pretty good movie. It's like a almost like a body snatchers type movie uh-huh. uh, with like these like in like it revolves around like a school. It's a pretty good movie. It's kind of slow at times, but it's a canon. It's a canon one. Uh, it's like Toby Hooper like signed a three picture deal with canon. He did this Invaders from Mars. And then the eventual uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. Gotcha. Which, that one, that's great. That's right. like, it's almost like he signed he up did. to do these he two did. movies like, to be able right. to do a sequel to his movie that he made like 10 years prior. Honestly, that was probably the deal. Yeah. Probably. 
just uh, and there's no one said they're not filmed good. They're great, and the effects are good for what yeah. they're they're pretty. I mean, it's fuck, man. Why is he having... They hypnotize him and he's having visions about Helen jumping in this car with this guy in a white Volvo. All to get him to an insane asylum. Just to be a major distraction for the main plot of the movie. Yeah. You can almost just cut just cut it out. Yeah, you could have cut that whole part out. And been maybe like... The movie would have been like an hour and a half. A little shorter, a little get tighter. Right, get rid right of the weird sexual assault. Because that means that woman was not possessed. Picard was possessed. Right. Patrick Stewart was possessed. Right. He slaps this woman, rips her clothes off, makes out with her, and throws her in the bed and says he knows who did it, who she's in now. Like, he got residual memory from this woman's body. Maybe she did. Maybe she was possessed. Still possessed? Maybe she was possessed at some point. Maybe she became a zombie later. And you could have done without the zombie part. I think I think doing that they could have all just been vampires. You could have just had people running up to other people, going up to their mouths, like sucking the souls out. Or you know, you could have seen that all over the streets, like zan 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 zan. You could have seen that. That effect wasn't that expensive. That you could have just done that no. laser thing coming from people's mouths and faces. Or maybe set up the fact that if you lose a soul, you become a vampire. That part of all the the nonsensical exposition we got, we did not get that explained by anyone. Because by that point, the good doctor was done giving us random facts and hypotheses. Well, it must be this. This must have been happening. Well, once he was gone, it was Carlson who had to be the guy who's like, this is what I think. This is what's a thing. This is a thing. This is a thing. Remember, he gave that whole yeah, big... I'm, con- sp- I'm connected to her. Yeah, he gave that whole big speech uh, to Kane yeah. at one point. And Kane's just like, all right. He's like, I, I guess I'm all in now. Yeah, I guess. I have no nothing else to do. I'm the lone man alive in London at the end of this movie. I'm the only one alive. Everyone else is dead. Pretty much. There's corpses all... The stairs of the cathedral is a massacre. Yeah. There's bodies. <laughs> everywhere. And then Carlson's just like, bye. Well, because he's having... He's getting his wrapped up in his, you know sex fantasies with the woman who plucked her identity from like his deepest darkest fantasies and basically like obviously he probably dies he stabs the knife through her as they're having like stand-up sex through her body into him and it goes out his body then two naked people shoot into a, a blue laser beam into a giant umbrella dick spaceship and the movie ends. Maybe he's a vampire forever, but he's like one like them where they can stay that way without having to feed every two hours. Well, she even, another exposition she throws it, she's like, you were always one of us. What, is that a metaphor? Or was he just this vampire on Earth? What does that mean? Yeah, he was always a vampire. I mean, what does that mean? Is she being optimistic? Just telling me allegories about, is it part of his DNA? I, your guess is as good as mine. But I saw two naked people's asses flying into space. <laughs> if, surprisingly enough, uh, no uh, male nudity in this movie. When the guys were in the things, you almost a little bit, but not not really. It was all about they wanted to, these canon movies aren't about you know. Yeah, the equal representation is not there. Yeah, no, it's all about boobs, no wee wees. Why do you say dumb shit? Just because it's dumb shit. Why? I almost said tits and wee-wees because it seemed funnier because I'm being real vulgar and that's real another, childish. That's another one of your side solo podcasts. You just talk about that. I watched this movie with this... this. Never mind. I'm not saying it. I'm not going <laughs> to say what you said. People can rewind and listen to it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not doing that. No one's asking you to. Well, I just threw it out there. Yeah, you did. It is what it is. It is what it is. What a cop-out justification for your <laughs> bullshit comment. Well, I said it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, my God. I could see this Uh, I could see this being a movie that somebody tries to go and remake eventually. Life Force? I mean... I feel like I, it has, like, a cult following. It's got, like, a Scream Factory shop sure. like release or an Arrow video. I wouldn't waste... If it was redone, I wouldn't waste the fact that you invent these three vampire characters and give them no personalities or no character whatsoever. Right, could, but that could be the fix. Like, this could be a good... Re- right. There could be... There's potential for a good remake here. And, I mean, honestly, vampire shit, Carlson's been glamoured the whole fucking time. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah. Just gets... 
I mean, he's glamoured up. He's not I even... love that they had, like, the ultimate glam powers. They really did. Like, there, it was like... Everybody described the feeling as this like right. unbelievable overpower. It wasn't even just like a slight like infatuation. It was like obsessive. Yeah. Which is amazing that the movie let that let that just be. They didn't have to be like, oh, you're being glamoured. You just get it. Yeah. As opposed to ha- everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a good job with that. But yeah, I could see, I could definitely. And you could do the you could do a remake where the girl is not naked the whole thing. I mean, you don't even have to make her naked. She doesn't Maybe need to be initially, naked. Maybe initially, in the in like the frozen state, like just to be like this is like how it is, and the guys are naked too. And then after that, they have clothes on, and then it's like maybe during a sex scene, naked again. If you, I'm just saying, if you really have to have some nudity in the in the movie, it's interesting because the movie isn't even really violent. Like, the sexual assault intense. The end is violent, where you have people ripping people apart. But you barely focus on it. It's, like, happening, like, off to the side. Well, and it's so chaotic that it's, like, hard to pay attention to. Right, which I do. I am a huge fan of mass chaos. I mean, Corey, there's a spaceship in the sky. There's an energy beam coming out of a church. There's, a, there's like, a soul creature running around harvesting souls as a zombie apocalypse is happening. As our heroes are just running through the streets. I mean, it's madness. It is. I I do like that about these films because it's like, if I could end every movie with just madness. <laughs> just pure chaos. That's why the third Death Wish is so fantastic. Because it just ends in madness. And it's like the whole third act of the movie. And yeah. Like, cool. But, you, it, but, at least, believe, but at least that movie builds to No, that. it does. It tells a story. And it's got two movies before to set like everything. Like, you know who Paul Kersey is and now it's time to go. Like, we've done the work. It's right. time to go. right. If you have a good two acts, and that's like the third act of like a trailer of a, th- you know, if you count each, the first three as like an act of a movie and it all together as one final piece. I mean, it's, it holds together better than it should. I agree. Fourth one is just weird, but even that one's crazy and fun. And the fifth one is a good movie. It's just, once you disconnect the lineage with the fourth one, just like throwing a curveball, the fifth one is what it is. The fourth one's just messed up because it's just like, he's just not doing it for himself anymore. No. But I mean... He's, he's just sloppy. He's sloppy because like, this guy's got it covered. And like, toward the end of the movie, he realizes, oh no, he didn't. But then he blows that guy up with a rocket launcher. So with he, one of the worst dummies I've ever seen in my life. He makes up for it. So... He makes up for it. That's why the fourth one's the best. Because those two scenes with the two dummies... That are just Danny Trejo dummy. Danny Trejo dummy. That is just the worst. They explode them for real, but then have an explosion graphic. But then to show the corpses for a long... I mean, they're corpses. The dummies beforehand for so long. I don't understand. We. I don't think we're, we'll ever meant to understand. Uh, but, you know, it's just... This is like... This is like a lot of those canon movies. They're off the wall. Out of the... You know, out of control. Off the wall. I wish Patrick Stewart was Kane. Yeah, I wish he had a more prominent role. I mean, he just he's having fun. Yeah. Yeah, I get oh, he's like just a, screaming. They hired this guy to scream. How, how don't you think he was a little uh a little overqualified? Yes. To be a man at a table shaking around and just screaming. Just yelling. Oh. <laughs> you know, it uh it happens, you know. It does happen. It did happen. Especially when you're when you're not as known yet. He was he was not Sir Patrick Stewart. Yet. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, Picard. He wasn't like this. Uh, you know, but uh, you know. So during the week, this week as a, uh, we recorded this episode, I threw up a thing on Instagram. Yeah. Of like, hey, tell what are some suggestions? What do you got out there? You know, what's going on? Do we? So do we get some? We got some. We got we got quite a few. How many? Um, we got one, two, three, four, five, like five suggestions. Oh, geez, guys, you're going to overload us. And, uh, well, there are like, you know, lots of comments there and things. But, um, one thing, like some of the movies are not easily as able to find for no cost. Sure. So we'll have to get to those when we get to those, for those listening. Um... And then Unless you want to donate on Anchor so we well, can pay for it. Well, yes, donate to us on Anchor. We can pay for it. So we can watch uh, your stupid one movie. One person uh, said they're going to send us a, the, a, a copy of the movie they have. 
that they have. Like a burn, they're gonna burn a copy for us. Well, that sounds illegal. I'm not endorsing. It's already that. a recorded off TV version of the movie, so. So I don't endorse that. The our, FBI. Our, 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 our buddy Ben, he said he's gonna send us that. Oh, you're gonna throw him under the bus? <laughs> Committing these illegal acts. I didn't say what movie or what's going on, but I figured uh, since this is one that's been mentioned before to us. Fine, Corey. We'll watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> Yes, Jurassic Park people are always asking. Yes. Us. No, this is one that's been uh, re- requested before, and we kind of you know put it on the back bur- back burner. What is and, it? And like let it go. I'm away. not watching Soul Man. <laughs> that's coming. It's coming. Cool. Then I'll be leaving. But this. <laughs> but not yet. Soul Man's not happening yet. Soon, but not yet. Uh, no, this was suggested. Uh, you know, a few months. Uh, I don't even know when. It was suggested to us, and we probably just forgot about it. And uh, we did have six Death Wish movies to watch. We did, but this was way before then. This is probably way before then, even. We watched six it. Death Wish movies. This is true in a row. Uh, but the movie I'm talking about, it's a, it's funny because we we're going from a, a a canon film back into full moon features. So getting back into the full moon uh, side of things uh, with uh, a film from 1994. Called, directed by Richard Elfman, Danny Elfman's brother. Okay. It's called Shrunken Heads. All right. There's a stink bag out there that requested the uh, asked us to watch this movie a long, long time ago, and has been waiting to watch this movie until we. <laughs> until we listen. We till we do until it. We, so he has a companion piece. Cute. For the movie. You want to dedicate? So a we lot have, of... we have stalled this man's viewing of this movie for a long time. I feel proud about that. He's, yeah, well, feel real good that we made somebody not watch a movie for a really long time. Yeah, I'm always a fan of making somebody miserable. Especially this person. He wants to dedicate a lot of time to Shrunken Heads. He wants to watch the movie and listen to a podcast, and he's been waiting for the movie to be watched so he can listen to a podcast that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> but it's officially going to exist. Shrunken Heads is on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it there. And uh, this the the that's that's even the uh, the post here on Instagram. Shrunken heads, like I suggested months ago. You stink bags. Still haven't watched it yet because I'm waiting for your review as a companion piece. And all he does is forward to the last five minutes of the reversal, and that's all he listens to. That's all he does. We should start doing it in the beginning of all these podcasts, or just make it randomly in the middle. <laughs> we'll make it like an ad in our own podcast. <laughs> we'll be right back from this terrible comment. Ter- these terrible things people say on the internet. Yeah. So yeah, next week on the podcast we're gonna we're gonna dive into some full moon features. I feel like it's fitting. Canon, get hit a canon film and then a full moon feature, uh, right together. So we'll see what Shrunken Heads is about and like. I have no idea. It might be about tiny heads. <laughs> it might be about, maybe it's like the guy in uh, Beetlejuice, his own movie. I mean, that's fine. Let's just watch Beetlejuice. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched a movie in a while either. I'd be down to watch Beetlejuice or the uh, the cartoon. I thoroughly enjoyed the animated series. Beetlejuice? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those back then. It was a good one. Yeah, every movie had its own animated series. It's true. If it wasn't based off of an animated thing, you know... In the era, then had an animated thing. It's true. MC Hammer. MC Hammer did have his own cartoon. He had magic it's, shoes, man. I I remember. I had an action magic figure. Magic shoes. I had an action figure that was a cartoon MC Hammer. He had magic shoes. He did. They're like, dude, everything. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. Ma- the Mask, <laughs> three Jim Carrey properties, all had cartoons. Yeah, did they cross over at any point? In which he did not do the voices for. No. I think Rob Paulson did the voice of the Mask. Huh. From what I recall, cute. Uh, but yeah, I, everything had its own cartoon. But you know, it didn't have its own cartoon with Shrunken Heads, because I don't remember that being. A yeah, thing. Mask is weird. Like they could have, they could have kept making those movies forever, honestly. But it's like, now nah, we're done. Well, they made that sequel. Yeah, but that's like that's it though. I've never seen it. I've always, I mean, oh, obviously, we've God, all just heard it's... that it's complete ass. Ah, uh, it's a perfect one for this fucking shit show. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to watch it one day. I know that uh, Alan Cummings is in it. He plays Loki. Great. In it. And then Jimmy Kennedy's like, my baby has the mask. And I don't know. I, I remember I worked in the movie theater when it came out. And the, I just was like, nope, can't. Can't drive myself to do this. 
Can't do it. Can't sit in the movie theater and watch this. I watched like every movie that came out, even just garbage ones. And that one, I was just like, nope, can't, just can't do it. It was made. They could, that could be, I'm surprised, I'm surprised nobody's tried to remake that. But maybe that sequel just really burned people really bad that they feel like. Some things stick, even though they're like way past the point where it should matter anymore. But like a mask movie now, it could be cool. But Jim Carrey made that so iconic. Sometimes certain iconic performances, like you can't. Like, redo. Also, I don't think the world wants to deal with something that insane anymore. Like, Jim Carrey... It was Carrey, very 90s, the, uh-huh. the whole concept. But it, was, but it was a comic book. It was based off a comic book. Yeah, but his portrayal is straight. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, I'm still the guy that... It was Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, at the time, I'm still yeah, that for guy. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw the mask in theaters. I don't remember if I saw it in theater. I remember I watched it a fucking billion times. Oh, yeah. I had it on VHS and watched it over and over and over again. Well, just so like, like I did every Jim Carrey movie pretty much at the time. Right. Yeah, I mean, how we, yeah, how many, I mean, I probably shouldn't have been watching Ace Ventura. No, as a yeah. child, that, yeah, but no, everybody yeah. did. Yeah, one and two. Religiously, oh, Dumb and Dumber, same thing. He climbs out of a rhino's asshole. I have the movie ticket stub for Dumb from Dumb and Dumber. That's I was good. definitely not old enough to probably be seeing Dumb and Dumber, no. but I went and saw it in the movie theater. Nice. So, but anyways, uh, besides the point, uh, yeah, next week on the podcast, we're, we're it's a make a wish, make a wish episode. No, it's that's don't call it that. That's extreme. That's extreme. Don't do that. What's that? We're making somebody's wish come true. Yeah, but that's connected to, like, bad stuff. Marcus is alive. For now. What does that mean? What are you going to do to him? <laughs> what are you going to do? shrink his head. Is that sexual thing? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. You will. Yeah. I guess. I'm always worried about those inches. Um. So, yeah, next week on the podcast, Full Moon Features, why am I Shrunken here? Heads. Why am I here? It's on Amazon Prime Video, so you can watch it. So come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the 